Welcome to another episode of The Godfather, Godfather Part 2 Minute. Minute, starring me, Alex Robinson. And also starring me, Andy Robinson. And today we're talking about Minute 124 of The Godfather Part 2, or just a shade over the two-hour mark. I can't believe it. Alex, repeat after me. Okay. E minuto. E minuto. Numero. Numero. 124. 124. Again. 124. Faster. 124. You're flatting. You're flat. <laughs> Alex, you're flatting. You're flatting. <laughs> Did you ever see Whiplash? Did we ever talk I about never that? Saw, I never oh, saw Whiplash. Fantastic. Yeah. Has the guy from... I saw uh, it on the plane. From The Offer, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, from The Offer? Yeah, the, the kid Which who plays the drums oh, is yeah, uh, Al Reddy right. in The yeah, Offer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's a young kid in that one. Yeah, no, I've never seen it. Oh, that's great. Uh, nor have I seen the documentary about the same... Uh, oh, I didn't know there's a documentary. There's like a documentary, I guess, about the real... About the, the real, real guy? The real guy. Oh, I wonder how much... How true it is. Mm. But let's not get off task, Alex. Yeah. Let's, go, let's get back to Star Wars. We're here to talk about... Oh, I mean... Uh, <laughs> talk, about, talk about getting off task. <laughs> We're here to talk about Minute 124 of The Godfather Part 2. Give us a summary. Don Fenucci is momentarily distracted by the dysfunctional light bulb in the hallway of his old-timey New York City apartment. He taps the bulb, causing it to briefly flare to life. He taps the bulb again, revealing a shadowy figure, his arm outstretched. He taps the bulb a final time and gingerly screws in the glowing orb. Bulbs never went out in Sicily, he thinks. Ah. Despite having lived in America for over a decade, he finds himself nostalgic for his homeland. As he goes to close the door, he notices the shadowy figure. It's the it's uh, it's it's the one from Corleone, offering him a white bag. What's that you have there? He grins, happy that the younger man has come to his senses and brought the money he owes, but also disappointed. He thought he had sensed a bold cunning in the fellow that Finucci could have used in his threadbare crew, but rolling over so soon after his admirable attempt to challenge the old man seemed to indicate he lacked the nerve to make a mark in the underworld. Fireworks explode in the streets outside, the crowd cheering. As Finucci feels a quick pinch in his chest, glancing down he notices the red bloom slowly spreading across his nice Ivy League suit. God damn it, I just had this cleaned! He starts to groan before a second bullet pierces his cheek and lodges in his, the speech center of his brain. He is struck dumb and his body strikes the floor. Papa, he says. He's standing in a field. He recognizes it as the field he played in as a youth. He recognizes his father peeling an orange. The air is sweet and the work is done. Vito crouched over the slumped body of the last Don. You got me fired from the best job I ever had, he thinks, as he places the warm barrel of his weapon between Finucci's slightly parted Sicilian lips. Wonderful. <laughs> oh, man. I made some assumptions there. Yeah, there's that. a lot to unpack. <laughs> I have a lot of questions. Excellent Puzo job. Right. <laughs> Excellent job. Yes. Awesome. What do you call that uh, literary device where you have... I've made some interpretations that are not necessarily what the director or the writer intended. 
I don't know, novelization. I don't know. It's a very cool. Oh my gosh. So so I've, much to unpack there. I've uh, I really want to write a novelization of a crappy movie. You know what I mean? Like take a movie that's already out oh. there and make a novelization of it. Try to have the novelization oh be gosh. better than the actual story of the thing. So that uh, is fantastic. Anyway, and so uh, there's, there's a lot to unpack in your interpretation. I love how Vito is. You make it seem that Vito is. Is getting revenge on him for getting him fired. Well, it's part of the. I guess it is personal, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's maybe this is where it starts. <laughs> not, like, not just business. It's, there's it's, there's definitely course, a personal element. So, to Santino, it. it's, it's of course it's personal. <laughs> that is great. Wait, doesn't Mikey say it's always personal? When does he say that? Well, in the movie, he says it's not personal. It's it's only business. It's just business. Sonny. Yeah. But in the book, it's opposite. But I thought at one point, even in the movie, he said it's all personal. No, he doesn't. Oh, really? No, he doesn't. That's what okay. was really wild that in the book oh, it's completely funny. flipped yeah. that's uh and i don't know which is stronger i think saying that it's business not personal and then in the, in the end kind of revealing that it's always is personal i i like that better because yeah. it also points out like the sort of hypocrisy that they're all part of the same hypocrisy that yes that they're trying to act like they're all oh we're just cold rational people we don't mm-hmm. do things that are personal revenge and uh yeah, I mean, think about it. the the person who pushes that agenda the most is Tom Hagen. Yes, so that should right. tell you right there that it's <laughs> not the good, not a good strategy. Tom for, Hagen, you mean you mean Tatalia? <laughs> no, what I just realized <laughs> is that guy with the that was that was Tom Hagen all along. <laughs> it's great that everyone keeps guessing incorrectly about the next character, like Tatalia. <laughs> like, oh, you mean Tom Hagen, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I love in your in your opening how how Finucci thinks that Vito's there to give him his money in a white bag, and that's he's like oh, yeah, but he's disappointed in him that that that, that Vito didn't that Vito was didn't stand to him more when, when it wasn't as tough as he had originally envisioned. Yeah, and it's because when he says. Well, what's that there? He's like, he's like, he's like smiling when he, when he. Yeah, it's hard so to. It's, uh, I was trying to come up with why he'd be. Yeah. Unless he was just in a I good mood great. generally because he's like, hey, I'm the king of the street. And just, I mean, did he even know it was Vito? I, yeah, I don't know. That's up to interpretation. I think that's an awesome interpretation <laughs> that he sees it's Vito and he realizes that he's just, he succumbed to Don Finucci's pressure and he's just paying him. <laughs> Even though it's like ten minutes later. Yeah. In your interpret in your opening, did you did you does Don Finucci know he's being shot now? Or is he is he does he feel does he is he just caught up in this flashback he has of being back in Sicily with his father in the field? Uh no, I think he would know that he was being I think when he was pulling the buttons on his shirt, at that point he would he would probably yeah. be aware that something was uh, something that was yeah. going on. Which actually brings me to one of the things I looked up for this week. We see Don Finucci uh get shot. Do you have anything before Don Finucci getting shot? Anything? Oh uh, let's see. Yeah, light bulb bit yeah, nice little build up of suspense. Very the light cool. bulb. Ding, 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 you know, yeah, very it. cool with yeah. the light bulb. I love oh, and your opening I also liked it, you just missed it. You had a lot in there, but you did just miss it. You said Don Fanucci's old timey New York apartment, right? Yeah, uh-huh. but it's not old timey to him, uh, isn't it? You don't think he knows? You don't think no, those I characters mean, know that they're in olden times? <laughs> <laughs> Unless it really is old for them too. Probably not, though. 
Oh, that's a good, you know, it's a good question. <laughs> when were the tenements most likely built? Oh man, I tried to bust you in a, <laughs> in a timeline uh, issue, but no, well, you're good How recovery. long ago would qualify as old timey? Well, and is any time in history old timey to, to someone in the future? Or is mm. that term only for us now going back a hundred years? Yeah, because I wouldn't say, oh, ancient Greece was old timey. Because <laughs> it's so, it's such a different, I guess old timey, yeah. it has to be close come, to your. Come on, Hercules, <laughs> come on, Athena, come on. And, and Jove, he wants? That's, that's Roman. Oh, shoot. Oh, oh sorry. Oh, what do just, we have for our, our uh, contestant? <laughs> yeah, it has yeah. to be enough like our world, but just mm-hmm. old fashioned enough. Yeah, that it's that like you can you can know how to use things, but everything's like more laborious and like, <laughs> you know, metal and cult wood as opposed to nothing plastic. <laughs> it has to be different, but not too different. Yeah, because if it's too different, then you're just in a totally different it's a different era. Yeah. Yeah. Old timey. <laughs> so I guess it's it's not just time, but place can dictate. Yeah. Uh, old timeliness because, yeah. you know. A hundred years from fifteen hundred to fourteen hundred was probably not as big of a change as nineteen hundred to two thousand. Yeah, that's true. So anyway, well, that's a hundred years. Well, maybe a hundred years from now, it might be old timey. (laughs) It'd be true if Pop was still, (laughs) my father was still alive. So well, yes, so, so he's he's tinking ting, the light bulb. Ding, ding, yeah, ding. I thought that was great. That yeah. old sepia, mm-hmm. and and it cuts to Vito, and it's it's like flashing. Yeah, it's flashing like a, light, like, and a, and a, like a hotel sign. <laughs> and at this point, I'm always very sensitive to the music, the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Well, leading up to this point, you heard the the band and the yeah. street, kind of the marching. It's kind of a, a what do you call it? A, a dirge almost. Yeah, and then. Here it stops. It's mm-hmm. very quiet. Yeah. So they must be outside preparing for something. So yeah. the, it really lines up nicely to what's happening in the minute. Yeah, I guess it's the fireworks they're getting ready for. Because then the fireworks start off. And That's then, right. Pretty soon. Uh, and the yeah. light is flashing on and off. As as Finucci taps the light bulb, Yeah, the light is flashing on and off. And you can see Vito. It cuts to Vito. Yeah. You see him in the light. And then in the darkness. Then in the light. Then in the darkness. Alex, is he... <laughs> Is he good or evil? Oh, he's right on the edge. He's right on the edge. <laughs> he's torn. He's torn. What's That's he drama. Gonna do? Maybe he is going to give him. Maybe he does have the money in his back pocket. Remember in the book, Puzo did right. He was considering paying him. At one point, he was. Uh, Vito was Vito considering was, yeah. yeah. Um, but he's already committed. Yeah, that's true. You think after he shot him, he's like, oh, no, no, you know what? I, forget it. Forget it. I didn't mean to. <laughs> um the I remember I think maybe it was in the commentary that uh, Francis Ford Coppola was saying that you know when you're doing these things of people being murdered you know he emphasized how, how terrible it is that people get you know I feel like we're we're much more inured to the you know like yeah but yeah. Coppola seems like oh it's like a real like he he's genuinely like he doesn't like staging violence because it's violent oh. but I guess to us we're like you know yeah we're we're the we're in the post faces of death uh, generation yes <laughs> he's three faces of death generation yeah um, there is something horrible about this particular murder it's maybe because it is so simple yeah to our sent uh, desensitized yeah experiences that it it seems so crude it's just one shot to the heart and yeah. Finucci well we haven't gotten there yet but how he claws at his uh yeah, at his, buttons. his buttons and another one of the head yeah 
and then we'll talk next minute about the last shot, the fatal one. Uh, yeah, so the so the little he's you know Coppola said those little details like like you you put in little details like that to try to make it stand out from just mm-hmm. you know him just ambushing him and, and shooting him. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. I feel like this is a we asked we answered. Um, maybe okay. I don't know if it was officially on the list, but well, we had a question about LED lights and are they hot? What was the question? Are are LED lights hot? And uh, the answer is that while a lot of people assume they are not hot. It's mm. only in comparison to incandescent bulbs that they are not hot. Mm. I was stunned to learn that uh, in a regular incandescent old school light bulb, ten percent uh, of the energy goes towards making light, but ninety oh, yeah. percent of it is goes to heat. Yeah, I remember it. They're extremely inefficient. Yeah, how on earth did something last that long that was so oh, inefficient? Wow. <laughs> when, when you really like, they look came at out it. with a good one. They're like, oh, you know what? We don't need to research any more light bulbs. <laughs> I know, a long time. <laughs> they were using that same, basically the same design in old timey days. Yeah, not. You're not talking about ancient Greece now. You're talking about well, like 1400. You're talking about modern old timey days. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, old timey days, not old old timey days. That adds another five hundred years. Is there a difference between olden times? Olden <laughs> times can be like ancient Greece. That's olden times. Yeah, I think you're right. So, yeah. Uh, whereas an LED bulb, only twenty to fifty percent of it is heat. So there is still heat oh, okay. in a, from an LED bulb. Like if you yeah. have it in an enclosed thing, you'll notice it get oh, uh, interesting. Okay, so, there you go. Yeah, we asked, That's, we, we answered. answered. Well, thanks for doing that research. Not one hundred percent sure we asked, but we still answered. I'm pretty sure we asked okay. that. Yeah. Okay, I mean, you should so. just have a you should have a shorter one that's just we answered. Oh yeah, it doesn't <laughs> have the we asked. Part. I think that's what we just do all the time. Yeah. So the light. So you were talking about the music part before. Yeah. I love the fact that there's no like soundtrack music on it because I feel like mm-hmm. that's such a thing nowadays. Like, feel like people over yeah. overscore music, overscore yes. movies. It has like you know they really kind of pump it up by, yeah. by being too giving too much music so yeah overscore i like that <laughs> overscore alert overscore <laughs> alert yes definitely yeah it's completely quiet yes. well i noticed that in sports too in big moments in sports i think in old, the olden times <laughs> like in the 70s and 80s when a team would win a championship. I think the sportscasts were like, oh, they did it. It's yeah. the Toronto Maple Leafs for the yeah. first time. Like that. But nowadays, I feel like they're more quiet. They just, hmm. Yeah, maybe the sports I watch where they're not shouting. They just let huh. people soak up the sound of the people on the, on the court. And Yeah, I can't remember the last sports yeah. game I listened to. But you know what one of my pet peeves, speaking of sports huh. and movies, when... Um, You'll have enough a sport going on, and then there'll be an announcer calling the game, but that the people in the stadium can hear the person going, "Oh my gosh, he's running for first base! Oh, he's really? going!" It's it's such a you see it all the time, Do like. You, but really, you, I'm not aware that that ha- that happens. People if, in the stadium hear the play by play. Yeah, it's implied oh. that the people in the stadium are hearing what. Oh, the, it's just in movies. And yeah, yeah, just in movies. That's what oh, I mean. You'll see it. like do someone doing a play by play, and the play by play announcer is the same person who does the now entering first base, oh. Manny Moda. So it's implied that everyone in the stadium is listening to the person do the play by play. Oh, funny. That just, that just yeah. seems so like. Um, <laughs> I never thought about that. Keep in mind yeah. next time you watch a sports movie. Yeah. It's, uh, it's annoying. Yeah. But uh, anyway. 
Well, and so, since we're on the music, yes. as soon as Don Fanucci starts tapping the light bulb, that's when you start to hear fireworks and cheering. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so before Fanucci came out to fiddle around with the light bulb, he, mm-hmm. he stepped into his apartment and then he slowly turned around and like noticed yeah. the bulb. Would, if, if he had not turned around to fix the bulb, mm-hmm. was Vito just going to shoot him in the back? That's a great question. He doesn't him, open. Or? I don't think he opens the door and then goes back, does he? He's 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 about to go in. And I think he's he, about to open his door. He goes goes back, fix the light bulb, fixes the light bulb, then walks over to. This is. I have the same play, question. Play, play the clip. Okay. <laughs> this is an important moment by moment. Uh, all right, let's pause for a second while we play the clip. So we're back. We're back. We rewind. Very rare uh, to do that. I can't yeah. even think of any time on Star Wars Minute where we have stopped to, re- to re-examine uh, a, a, yeah. an action before. So. Is there any... Can you recall a time when you and Pete the Retailer never came to a common understanding of something that happened? I don't think so. I guess... No. Uh, no. And I different can't. interpretations? You probably had different interpretations, but it yeah, didn't but rise. In terms of the... the sequence of events yeah. or that has never mm-hmm. happened so yeah so we watched it again and what happens is he does fiddle around with the light bulb and then opens the door and steps in and then he then he kind of notices Vito I guess yeah. and then Vito steps forward so my question is if he had not turned back around well I guess the two questions are why does he wait to shoot him why does he just yeah. shoot him when he's there with the light bulb and then what would he have done if Fenucci just walked in and closed the door behind him well, question one, was he, why didn't he shoot him right away? I don't know. The only thing I can think of is that he was just nervous and mm-hmm. having hesitations. Yeah. Uh, and, but then segueing to question number two, I think I think he, he maybe his plan was to just go and as soon as the door was opened, for, maybe he was already walking toward him at the, that point. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if he planned to shoot him in the back. It's hard to say. I think uh, the... He didn't want to have him shoot him in the back because that would be seen as like like cheating. Yeah. You know what I mean? The Don is an honorable person. He yeah. would never shoot someone in the back, yeah. even though he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't make he doesn't it's not like his signal is what makes him turn around and face him. No. Yeah. So it's uh You would think that So wait a minute, let's let's go back even further. Why does Vito unscrew the light bulb? I assumed it was so that he could hide on the stairwell and be in the shadows and not be seen. Not not to set a trap for Fanucci to come up and try to and fix it. fiddle with the light bulb. Yeah, that was probably a... Maybe, so maybe... <laughs> it's just weird that as soon as he starts fiddling with the light bulb, he doesn't go, uh-oh, I better shoot him now because he's going to see me in a second. Yeah, that would have been a great opportunity. Yeah. He's right there. He and it's also weird him. because we don't get any indication that he is nervous. There's no, no close-up of his eyes. There's no bead of sweat. There's no... no. There's nothing to indicate that he... It's not like when Michael... We're not really in Michael's... We're not in Vito's shoes the way we were when Michael was going to shoot the Turk. Mm-hmm. There we were kind of really identifying with Michael, you know, the sound. Yeah. We They didn't show anyone talking. It was just a close-up of his face as you heard them talking, mm-hmm. you know, in the subway going by. This one's very much more uh, isolate. Like, yeah. you're more an observer than than a participant. Yeah, yeah. Um, and And when it does... So when Don Fanucci's fiddling with the light bulb, 
the camera cuts to Don Vito, and and Vito is holding the gun. He's aiming it at him. His arm is up. He's pointing it Mm -hmm. at him. So, I don't know. Maybe that seems to indicate he's hesitating. Yeah. Why would you hold it up if you're not ready to shoot? Yeah. He's just hesitating. Maybe the whole light bulb thing threw him off. (laughs) Maybe he needed to wait for the light. Cause in order, because he couldn't, couldn't see him. Yeah, because he no, wanted to get a maybe. really good shot. He wanted to shoot him in the arm. Yeah, he was on just wing the him. Side, so. Yeah, yeah, so great. I mean, I guess it's possible that he thought, "Oh, I'll unscrew the light bulb so that when Finucci comes up, he'll stop and screw the light bulb in, and that way, a he'll, he'll be right in front of me, and I, I'll be hidden up until I need to kill him." Yeah, but he doesn't seem to shoot, try to even shoot him when he turns the light. No. He waits till he turns around, and then he then he waits till Finucci yeah. turns around and actually addresses. No, that seems really risky. So Was he going to uh, barge into the apartment? And, yeah, it's. And didn't uh, you say in the screenplay that the daughters were, were not home. were they were home? They were home. Okay, yeah. and he threw a cat in there. Yes, he threw a cat in so that to get Finucci out, so that Finucci would come out into the hallway, and then he shot him. Oh my gosh, <laughs> <laughs> that's complicated. Yeah, I can't. You know, if he's already having a hard time doing it with just a light bulb out, I can't imagine and adding a cat in, into the mix of things <laughs> and his daughters. <laughs> Yeah. Well, it's the same. Does it help if it's the same cat at the beginning of GF One that they're like oh, a team? He, that's, <laughs> oh, he adopts the cat, or they were yeah, really, totally. oh, was the cat all along. And then after Bonacera tells his whole story, he's like, "All right, kid, you know what to do." And then the cat oh. goes to goes to help those guys beat up. Uh, oh, <laughs> oh god! <laughs> oh, that's you see, Ray says all scratches all over his face. <laughs> Everyone bandages. thought it was Luca Brazzi all the time, but it was, maybe, oh, it was Tunes all along. <laughs> maybe it was Luca, but Luke. So Luca has this front as being this real yeah. badass guy, but it's he really just has this killer cat. It's Luca's cat. Oh, Luca brings him. The, yeah, yeah. That's the cat. <laughs> and it turns out that he's actually deathly allergic to cats. Oh. And so when he's talking to uh, to uh, to Talia, its throat started choking, oh, started closing no. up for breathing. Like, like he was trying to get his epipen. <laughs> Couldn't do it. A lot of people who are allergic to cats in this. Remember Frankie Five Angels? Was he all allergic those, to cats? All too? those cats in the bar. Right? He's, ah, 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 he That's couldn't true. breathe. Yeah. I could barely breathe. <laughs> uh, when they were in Cuba, uh, oh. <laughs> Johnny Ola. <Yeah>. He, <laughs> not, although he didn't die from that one, at least. Well, let's see. So, so then he turns around and he says, what do you have there? Uh-huh. And that's what he shoots. Well, unfortunately, the paywall, she's a coming down. Ching-ching. Which means if you want to hear the remaining bits of the episode, including our rating for it, you can go to godfatherminute.com slash support. Don't be an old school mustache, Pete. Pete, come on, just cough up one buck. One buck a show!